0: On today's episode of the podcast, you're going to hear from Carolyn Keel, who is the founder and creator of the Beyond Six Seconds podcast. I have to tell you, if you're interested in learning how to get started podcasting, then you're gonna love this episode because Carolyn delivers the goods. So right now, grab a pen and a paper and get ready to learn and get ready to win right now. All right, everyone, we have Carolyn Keel on the line. I'm so excited. So Carolyn, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. And Tony, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really happy to be here. So let's see a little about myself. So I I live in New Jersey and I work as an employee training manager at a large Fortune 500 company in the telecommunications industry there and um you know i essentially i live in new jersey i grew up in westchester county new york which was not too far from uh, from new jersey where i live now and um you know in in between i studied psychology um i got my bachelor's in psychology and then while i was working went back to school and got my master's in industrial organizational psychology which ties in really nicely to uh, the work in training and employee development that i do now and um, along those lines, as a, a bit of a side hustle, I host a podcast called Beyond Six Seconds, which focuses on the extraordinary stories of everyday people who are growing their careers, starting businesses, volunteering in their communities, and um, overcoming a lot of times be really big challenges or obstacles in their lives to uh, you know achieve really great things. So I love to get into their stories and learn about you know how they made the choices to build their careers and overcome those challenges and what that experience was, was really like so that people can understand, you know, the, the triumph and
0: the journey of the human spirit. That is so awesome. And so amazing. So beyond six seconds, it's a great podcast. I've listened to quite a few of the episodes. Now, how did you come up with the title beyond six seconds? And what was behind that? Kind of funny. It's uh, The title was probably one of the last things that I came
1: up with right before <laughs> launch. It was something that I was, uh, you know, kind of obsessing and hemming and hawing over for a while. Um, but that name actually comes from a study that I had read. I think it was put out by theladders.com, which is like a, a recruiting or a, a job search site that says that recruiters, on average, in this study that they did, only look at a candidate's resume for about six seconds before they make a judgment call as far as, you know, this person's going to advance in the hiring process or we're just setting the resume aside, they're out. Um, and I originally started the podcast to kind of, in a way, combat that, um, that, that sense. You know, it, it was nothing about recruiting or anything and certainly understand that a lot of times in life you have to make those kind of quick judgments about people. But I wanted to start the podcast to show that you really don't know people in those six seconds or those brief first impressions, that there's always a story behind the people that you, you know, your colleagues that you work with every day or the people that you pass on the street or, you know, even sometimes some of the friends that have been in your life for a while. And I really like to get beyond those six second first impressions to hear what those stories are and what people really have gone through and uh, overcome and achieved.
0: Wow, that is beautiful. Now, one of the things that I've discovered, Carolyn, is when I sit behind, I guess, the screen or on the other side of the microphone and I interview people or I listen to people while they're facilitating their training or their knowledge or experience, I learn something all the time. What have you learned since you've started This podcast, and you've interviewed all of those people. What have been some of your biggest learning lessons? Mm,
1: Wow, there's so much. I've interviewed probably at this point in time, I would say more than 90 people. Wow. From all different walks of life. So, you know, many of them are entrepreneurs, you know, others are, you know, working in, in, you know, for in corporate careers, and either have volunteer projects or sort of, you know, and everything in between. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think one thing I, I learned, one thing that surprised me a little bit is that al- almost everybody has some, when they're starting something new, they have some sense of like, you know, self doubt, or I guess we popularly call it imposter syndrome. That's sort of mm-hmm. the, the term. You know, we hear that a lot for, you know, it. I, I work with a lot of like, you know, women's groups and women's leadership. So that comes up a lot for, you know, women experiencing, but honestly, like the men experience it too, but Mm -hmm. they just don't talk about it as visibly. And that's what my, you know, my male guests have, have shared with me as well, is that a lot of people kind of feel like at least, you know, at some point in the journey, like why, you know, what what why do i think that i could do this and what's so special about me and why am i you know (laughs) why am i considered the expert in this so it's it's really interesting to to see how people a lot of times grow into the businesses that they're building or the causes that they're supporting and how they discover and, and grow within themselves um i think a lot of times when we think about you know in theory starting a business you kind of think you have to you almost have to know everything before you start, but that's, I've found that's not almost pretty much never how it actually works. Like people just kind of have an idea and they're like, all right, well, let me try it. I'll learn this. And then, you know, you make a ton of mistakes and, um, and you learn from those and you kind of keep tweaking and seeing what works and really build out, um, you know, what you have there. So that's one thing sort of on the, the business side. And two, I'm always amazed at just how incredibly resilient people are. mhm because I've interviewed people who have had like major health crises, um, who have, you know, everything from like having, you know, injuries and, um, you know, overcoming um, disabilities and illness and, you know, family challenges and addiction. And just the, it's really amazing to see almost like the what people can really overcome mm. and, you know, cause when you think about it, it's like, and you hear, you know, if I read stories in the news, it's like, Oh my gosh, this person's going through so much. How could they, you know, how could they get through that? But the thing is, when you're in that situation, you know, you, you, you figure out how to how to move forward. Right. So I'm just so intrigued by hearing how people, you know, how they, how they build that mindset and how they kind of navigate the world especially when their realities have been totally turned upside down, especially if it's something like an injury that happens, like, you know, you know, you totally change in an instant and, and how your life changes and how you move forward with that. So um, human resilience, seeing so many examples of that was a really powerful lesson for me to see.
0: Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing. And what inspires you to keep going and keep seeking out new people to, to interview?
1: I just really, honestly, I'm just really interested in people's stories. Um, You know, I've been doing the podcast for, you know, almost two years now. And, you know, as I mentioned, interviewed over 90 people and, you know, I still don't get tired of hearing people's unique stories and, and what they've been through and what they've built and what they've overcome. And, you know, I think it's really part of my, my overall why is that I started the podcast initially with the mission to help provide a platform and raise, I don't know if it's raise awareness or help raise other people's voices, especially people who I felt like weren't being heard in the rest of the media. Because, you know, if you're you know if you're on a social network, I feel like we hear from the same like 10 or 20 gurus <laughs> or influencers, and it's always the same people talking again and right. again. And it's like, all right, I, I like I get I get your story. I get it. But like, meanwhile, there's all these other amazing people who aren't out there, you know, standing on the soapbox talking about like their experiences, but their experience are so rich and you can learn so much from them. So I really wanted to go and find those stories and help raise them up and just say, you know, because everybody's, I think, kind of quietly wondering why they can't be as amazingly overnight successful as these influencers who kind of make it look so easy sometimes. But, uh, but there's so many examples of people who have you know, really struggled and made mistakes, but still found success. And I like those kind of practical and real stories of how people really do that. I think that's inspirational for a lot of people who may be themselves struggling to start a business or work on a passion project or you know, sometimes get through their own challenges in life.
0: Yeah. Real stories by real people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that that's pretty amazing that you wanted to start a platform to really hear from, you know, kind of those unsung heroes, the ones that, you know, just haven't been found yet. Right. Haven't been discovered like yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting because I think that, I think Steve Jobs even said this one time that, most successes, most overnight successes, were like ten years in the making. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, of all of those ninety people, you know, who have been some of your, you know, like really stand out and most memorable guests. Oh
1: gosh, you know, I, you know, even though I've had so many guests and I've been doing this now for almost two years, I, I think the first couple of guests that I interviewed at the very beginning a lot of times their stories still really stay with me so one of my first guests I think I think she was actually like episode seven Mm. was uh, a woman her name is uh, Crystal Murren and she was like a leadership coach and she had you know she worked had a corporate career and was doing like leadership training and you know loved her job you know loved, you know had a situation, you know, family and everything. And then she wound up uh, being in a car accident and uh, suffering a traumatic brain injury, which literally changed, you know, one, it changed her ability to work. She had to totally find a different way to work because of the injury and her recovery at that time. And two, it it actually changed her still set and her talents because she was originally known as being very extroverted and just really able to you know focus and communicate and lead conversations and with the injury to, you know to, through recovery she started to get it back but she initially lost all of that so wow she couldn't you know she didn't have focus she you know had had learned how to communicate again she had to spend a lot of time like quiet time, like literally in a dark room so that your brain like literally needs that time to heal. So she's like, yeah, I had to be like there without my phone or no TV and no talking, just in a quiet room, which for her was like the opposite of what she was used to. Wow. But, at, but at that same time, she developed other skills that she didn't use before. Like she learned how to, she worked on her like analytical stills because, you know, if you can't be the people person for a while, but you need to, you know, build other skill sets. So she wound up, you know, starting her own business. So she's back and working and, and has all these, uh, you know, leadership training engagements again. But it totally uh, changed the course of her life and, uh, and changed a lot about, you know, who she was in, in some ways as a, a person and as a, a leadership coach. So um, I always think about that one. That one was really powerful for me. And also because it was one of the, I think it maybe have been like the first or the second time she had ever told that story publicly. Wow! So that that was a huge honor for me that she decided to do it on my show. Yeah. Um, and. You know, and and I think, and this is another thing that surprised me, I guess, about my guests is a lot of times they'll tell these amazing stories and at the end they're like, oh, you know, thanks for providing a platform. I, I really wasn't sure if anyone would be interested in hearing about my experience. It's like, are you serious? It's like the most interesting thing that I've heard in the, like all week or in my list episode. So um, I think people underestimate the impact that they can have on other people just by sharing um sharing their stories and sharing their own realities because it's you know it's just a great way to to connect with other people and um i think a lot of people can be inspired and and
0: find uh guidance in those stories that's pretty cool so a lot of people want to know about podcasting in general you know in terms of you know how to get how you get started how you book guests but for you i specifically want to zone into your strategy and your process for getting guests on your show because you have you have seemed to just master this art of getting guests i mean to have your show booked up almost through june that's pretty amazing and to do it and still, you know, have this amazing career in learning and development is even more amazing. So, share how do you go about doing that, and what does that process look like? Sure. Let's see. So, for the uh,
1: the I guess you call it the the for sales for the the upper funnel of uh, of guest interviews, there's actually a couple of different sources. That and um, and places where I find guests and honestly sometimes the guests find me as well mm-hmm. um, so you know one is I have a a submission form on my website for my podcast that it's, it's like a, a simple google form that anyone can kind of quickly put together if they wanted to build a form like that mm-hmm. that uh, if people are interested in being a guest they can fill it out um and i have a couple questions about you know why they feel they'd be a good match for the show um you know contact information things like that so it's enough information for me that when they submit it um, I can go and review it and get kind of a general idea of if I feel like it would be a good fit for um, for the podcast overall and the types of messages that I um, wanted to share for uh, for the year and for my schedule. So I've got that sort of inbound uh, things uh, coming in. And, but I also, um, you know, I always got my eyes out for people who have interesting stories. So I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. That's kind of my social media platform of choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, LinkedIn, I think until a couple of years ago, really just used to be like a place to like park your resume and you go there if you're just looking for a job or if you're a recruiter, you go there to find candidates. But it's really turned into much more of a conversational um, platform uh, where people who you know, a lot of it's B2B. So there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are there, which is perfect for, you know, my guests and as well as my audience. So that's kind of where my audience is hanging out. So I spend a lot of time there. A lot of people are sharing more and more just themselves about their stories, whether they're doing short videos or they're writing posts. So I'll kind of see, you know, who's writing what kind of content and, you know, get, a I can, you know, if, I can read a little bit and kind of look at backgrounds and then kind of get a flavor for like, okay, I think this person has a really interesting story and it's about topics that I haven't really heard a lot about, um, whether it's in the media or just even in my own immediate social, um, my own social circle. So Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, I can, you know, I I do find a lot of people um, with interesting stories on there as well. Um, You know, I also get a lot of guest referrals, which is amazing because it means that people are either listening to my show or former guests have had um you know a good enough experience in the interview that they think of other people who would be great guests for me to interview on the show so i've actually met a lot of guests who were either friends or business associates um of my previous guests mm-hmm. so i found some really great people through there so they've done like warm introductions to uh, to new guests for me um and then, yeah, and then, I mean, there's other miscellaneous sources. I think every podcaster, um, you know, gets pitched by, you know, whether it's someone doing a at a PR firm who's representing someone who wants to be on podcasts. So I get those pitches. Um, you know, sometimes they're kind of generic, so I don't always, you know, put a lot of credence on them. But, you know, I always take a look at them. And if someone really does have an interesting story, I will follow up and uh, and ask them on the show. So... Yeah, I mean, that's the the whole guest sourcing side. So I guess a, a lot of different uh, pathways in, um, you know, but it's a, I have to say there's a, especially in this past year, there's a lot of people who want to be on podcasts. I definitely see I
0: a lot of interest in that. So yeah. I know. That's good. So how do you learn more about your listeners? Have you gotten a lot of your listeners engaged with your podcast, leaving feedback and, Uh, reviews and ratings and stuff like
1: that? Yeah. So, I mean, especially in the beginning, I really focused on trying to encourage my listeners and my audience to leave uh, reviews and ratings on, particularly on Apple Podcasts, because I think that's still the platform where most podcasts are played through, at least at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where a lot of people look to see ratings and reviews. So, um, you know, at the end of each podcast episode, I have kind of a tagline at the end that asks people if they liked the show, to, you know, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, or even just to share an episode with a friend, or post a link to it on their social media if they really liked the episode, it resonated with them. Um, Really any kind of sharing across social media platforms is, um, you know, really powerful for getting the word out and, uh, you know, spreading and bringing across my audience. And then a lot of times on social media, I post about my podcasts, you know, of course on LinkedIn, which is where I get the most engagement because I just spend the most time there, um, you know, engaging with other people's posts as well. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, I have a Facebook group where I post episodes uh, and Twitter and Instagram, which surprisingly Instagram is probably the second um, best platform in terms of where I get the most engagement in terms of like comments and views which surprised me because podcasting is an audio medium. So I kind of resisted Instagram for a while. It's like, what? what's, you know, that's, it's visual. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But there are ways to make, um, you know, graphics and uh, and little videos to make it work for Instagram. And, and a lot of people really, there's a whole podcasting community, a lot of podcasters on Instagram. Yeah. So I get a lot of comments through there about what people like and, um, you know, what their, their feedback is on the
0: show. Now, do you have um your instagram account for you or is it for beyond six seconds the show um so my instagram is for beyond six seconds the show um
1: i don't really have a personal one i think if i because i was kind of a late cover to instagram so um it wasn't sort of like you know, Facebook, where I had my profile that I had for years. And it's like, oh, I need to make a page for my for my podcast. I sort of went into Instagram leading with the podcast. And but I still post, you know, kind of somewhat personal or, you know, personal photos of me or, you know, things that I'm doing that are sort of quote-unquote off-brand, but, you know, but it's me. I mean, I'm the interviewer, so I guess yeah. occasionally that gets good. Sometimes people like seeing these, like, random pictures of me doing things. I'm always, sometimes that gets, you know, some of the, the highest engagement. So I try to put those in <laughs> once in a while. Like, oh, that's good. Friend. That's
0: that's, real, that's really good. Yeah. Now, Now that LinkedIn is starting to do live video, do you think that you're going to record some of your podcasts through LinkedIn Live? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that is a great idea. I see more and more people
1: doing more of that. Um, yeah, I haven't quite gotten into like the the video side of things, but I know that's really successful for a lot of podcasters. Like a lot of podcasters will record video while they're recording their episode. And then, you know, then you have some extra content that you can repurpose and kind of, you know, either release the video on YouTube or you can kind of cut it up and make like a little trailer for it or things like that um yeah yeah, i see linkedin live i think that could be cool for like a like literally a live interview so it would probably be like a different type of episode but yeah i think it would be a nice compliment to uh to the recorded the pre-recorded episodes yeah Yeah, definitely see that
0: i think so too i think so too i see a couple of people doing that and um uh karen yankovich who came to the uh the small business boot camp for women she does that a lot yeah, with her podcast. So I notice I get a lot of and the cool thing about LinkedIn live is I think that you automatically get notified if you're connected with someone. Yeah, when they go live. So LinkedIn's platform is a little bit different from a lot of the other ones. And I think that going live on LinkedIn is probably going to be a lot more beneficial to, you know, than going live on like Facebook, because You could go live on Facebook, but I don't think people are automatically notified like that. But on LinkedIn, I noticed that I get notified every time she goes live. Now, I don't know whether or not she's pinging me or it's just happening. But, you know, if it's on LinkedIn, it's probably just happening automatically right now. So I think think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I get those
1: notifications, too. And it's cool because I also get them, like, once the person's done being live, it's still in my notifications, like, so-and-so was live. And if you click on it, right. it shows the recording. So it's like, oh, it's still here, even if you're not there literally at the same time that they are.
0: Yeah, that might be something you might want to give a shot in 2020. Yeah, I want to think about that. Yeah, so... Um, if somebody is looking to start a podcast in the new year, what what's some advice would you give them? Because, I mean, you seem to have grown your podcast and, you know, it's, it's picking up some steam and you're doing some new and different things with it. What advice would you give a new person that wanted to get a podcast? Going? Oh, gosh. Let's see. So
1: one is that, you know, I would say, you know, a lot of people come in and they start and they have like a, a general idea for what they want to do. Um, you know, if possible, if it fits with your your mission and what you want to achieve, you know, try to, you know, kind of flesh out your idea and think about specifically, like, you know, what you, what you, what kind of topics you want to talk about, and even think at first, like, who do you want to be your audience? Um, you know, what kind of people do you want to speak to, and what value do you want to bring? So, do you want to just like entertain them i mean that's totally legitimate there's so many like fun podcasts that are out there that's you Mm -hmm. know fun for everyone do you want to inspire them do you want to teach them something you know even sort of broadly think about that context and you know you may change your mind while you're launching but it still helps to have that at least as a starting point so that you it helps you focus as you sort of move forward in uh putting together your podcast because um you know, podcasting, it, it winds up being, you know, especially if you're doing everything yourself, it, it can be, you know, it's, it's a lot to do. It's a lot of work potentially with, you know, everything. If you have guests, like finding and booking guests and then doing recordings and editing and then publishing. So, um, you know, it always helps to be very focused on what you're trying to achieve because otherwise uh, it kind of, it kind of uh, spirals out, it can spiral out of control because there's uh, no shortage of things that you could be doing for your podcast, but having that focus is really helpful. And then there's just uh, you know, a lot of really great resources online for you know if you have questions about, well, what kind of microphone do I need? Or like, what is a podcast host and what do they do and how does that work? Um, there's a lot of really great online resources and in fact if you go to my website which is beyond 6 and sign up for my free email newsletter I have um, as a free gift I have a checklist for getting started with podcasting which has a lot of great tips on what kind of equipment do you need what are the critical things that you need and what's kind of optional and it's a, a really short list so it's a, a really great way to get started if you are thinking about starting your own podcast.
0: Nice, Carolyn. Nice. Look at you. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. That's pretty awesome. And now, where do you think podcasting is going? Oh gosh, I mean, there's
1: there's so much going on. It's funny. Podcasting has been around since I think like 2004, so like a really long time. But I feel like in the last couple years, and especially in even in the last year, um, it's become much more known in popular culture um so i'm starting to see you know like a lot of big names and celebrities getting into it like i feel like almost every celebrity or or business person woke up and said like oh i need to have a podcast about something (laughs) let me get on that right now so now there's all these like um you know really like podcasts with like a lot of big you know like well-known celebrities or business people and, and things like that um but at the same time i always really appreciated about podcasting that it is like an independent, whether it's an art form or, or, um, a way to, to get business. So there's an opportunity to hear a lot of different voices that you may, you know, not hear in your own, you know, social circle or within your own network. So, um, I think it will continue to be a source of, Um, of learning and a a source of people being able to continue to spread their message and, uh, and build their audience. Um, I'm also seeing a lot of companies kind of consolidating and, and, um, and building out podcasting and creating their own original programming. Um, So it's interesting. I feel like these uh, areas are going to converge and I'm not really sure how it's going to turn out. Um, You know, I, I certainly hope that podcasting doesn't get completely like, corporatized or taken over by the big names, because I really love the independent aspect of it, Um, but I think there's still, you know, I, 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 I joke around and say, like, oh, everybody has a podcast, but really, they really don't, and so many podcasts that are out there, like, yeah, there's a lot, if you count them on, say, how many are on Apple Podcasts, but a lot of them, like, most of them have not been updated in, like, the last, I don't know, you know, three to six months. So a lot of them get published and stop. So if you can start billing out your podcast now, you've got your why, you've got sort of a focused reason why you wanna do it. And if you keep going with it consistently, you know, over time, you will, you will really start to see the benefits. I truly believe that. And the more mm-hmm. content, like blogging, the more content that you have out there, the more episodes, because people will always come back and, and rediscover your old episodes. So that will always be an asset to you as a podcaster. So there's a, it's not saturated yet. There's definitely still room to uh, enter podcasting and provide really great value through that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I kind of feel the same way, especially as it relates to blogging. I mean, there's like, I don't know how many bajillion blogs out there, but yet at the same time, you know, there's there's not as many podcasts as there are blogs. Right. So I feel like podcasting, even though it's become more popular, I still somehow feel like it's in its infancy. But I, one thing that I like about podcasting that's a little bit different from blogging is that, you know, you can do it, you know, I think it podcasting is better than blogging because people can listen to a podcast while they're working out, while they're on the train while they're driving to work and right. people can't read blog posts while they're doing all of that. Right. And I think that podcasting is going to be more popular than blogging because of that reason. And I, I, I think that now is the time for most people, for those people that are interested in podcasting, I think now is really the time to get into it. And I one of the things that I found was that like a lot of niche podcasts are very popular too. They gain popularity fast. What do you think? Have you noticed that? I have, yeah. I mean, you
1: know, the the whole uh true crime genre is very popular. I think, you know, with the popularity of serial from a couple years ago and uh, you know, all, all these that that sort of one, I guess maybe it's not a niche genre anymore. I feel like there's just so many true crime podcasts out there now. But when it started, that was a very, like really specific um, type of topic that took Mm -hmm. off. And I think, you know, and it it probably goes for, in, in some ways, any kind of business. But if you have a really niche audience, like I, and you have a particular passion or, and or an expertise in a very sort of Small narrow area that maybe is not widely covered or is a little an unusual take on something. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, don't be afraid to podcast on that because you'll find you may think that you're only going after a small audience, but you know if you can target that you know sort of untapped um, set of listeners, you can you know definitely become popular. And you know you might open up a whole new genre with a bunch of copycats coming in if you're popular, yeah. enough. <laughs> you can really like true crime. But, um, yeah, I think if you can really narrow down and and see what you want to do, and cover in your podcast, that's, uh, I can be very successful doing that.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So this has been great. So why don't you tell the listeners how they can further get in contact with you, your website, some of your social media platforms, tell them how they can get in contact with you.
1: Absolutely. So, my main hub is my website, so that is www.beyond6seconds.com, and on there, you'll see all of my episodes that you can play directly from the, from the website. I'm also available on, I think, almost all the major podcast platforms, so you, you can look up Beyond 6 Seconds on you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, like all, all the big names that um, the, the show, you can find it through there. On uh, Instagram, you can find me at Beyond Six Seconds, and um, on LinkedIn, I also have a company page for the website for um, for the podcast under Beyond Six Seconds. Or you can feel free to reach out
0: to me directly on LinkedIn um, under Carolyn Keel. Wow, was that great or what? Carolyn truly delivered the goods in this episode. I have to tell you, it's by far one of my favorites. So what I'm going to need you to do right now is make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And if you're really feeling saucy, definitely leave us some comments and a great rating. And I will definitely see you on the next episode. Take care now. Bye.